Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for your baby in more ways than one. So this podcast episode may be somewhat confronting. Um, It is inspired by the very first chapter of the middle section of my new book, Love is Coming, and this middle section is called Attract. The first part of the book is Heal, the last part is Commit, but we are now focusing on Attract. This is all about, you know, how do what how does one attract their dream relationship when they've done a significant amount of healing work and they're clear on, you know, what caused their last relationships or romantic dynamics to not work out in the way that they hoped. You before you've done that work, you can't attract certainly not sustain. You might attract someone you will not sustain a healthy relationship because you will end up sabotaging and go falling back into those old patterns. So very important to say that, that, um, you know, people often want to just jump to this part because it attract is a lot more fun than the healing part, but it is a necessary piece of the puzzle. Anyway, So the first chapter in the book, uh, in the middle section of the book, it tells you what not to do because if there is one one thing I really am an expert at, it is repelling men. Um, I could attract them, but I could repel them just as fast as I could attract them. So if you have ever been described as a hot mess when it comes to romance or spent hella time and energy trying to get men to want you back or have too many disastrous, albeit hilarious, dating stories to count, then this episode will help you. I promise it will. And in it, I share what you must understand about men to succeed at dating, a surprising way you are accidentally repelling healthy love and the secret to attracting high value men and relationships. So let's dive straight in. What you must understand about men to succeed at dating. This is so simple, annoyingly simple. You probably will not like it. If you are forcing it, he ain't the one. I'm going to say it again. If you are forcing it, if you are forcing the dynamic, if you are forcing him to text you back, meet up, you know, commit to you, whether that's moving in, getting engaged, married, whatever, he ain't the one. I really wish someone had drilled, I'm sure they tried, but I wish they drilled it in harder to my head that I was wasting my time chasing men who just don't want to be caught. When a man is into you, you will know it because he will make it very, very clear to you. As women, I think all too often, especially like essentially the more power we've gained over our lives, which is wonderful that we've gained more power, but we have ended up doing the lion's share of the wooing. And in a typical masculine feminine dynamic, it's the masculine that is more directly 
wooing the feminine. And I think that's been misinterpreted as, oh, just women being passive and sitting on their ass and like have to wait for a man to pick them. Not at all. I really go into this in depth in my, in my new book, but the feminine is the powerful one in the dynamic. And you may not have experienced that. That is one thing, even in my really unhealthy days, I really understood that as a woman, we held the cards in so we hold the cards in so many ways we don't realize i say to my clients if a man doesn't choose you because that happens let's be honest then the ball is still in your court and the reason the ball is still in your court is because you've been given some very clear useful information and data and now you can choose to back away gracefully and say thank you universe for making it really clear to me that that person was not my one because if there's game playing or that or you're you are unclear about their feelings towards you, then it's very unlikely that this person's your one. We have again been sold lie by the media that it's all about drama, it's about yearning, longing, and it, it, you know, it being it love has to be really challenging. There are challenges associated with love and obstacles, of course there are. But you do not want one of those things to be wondering how this person really feels about you, wondering if they're cheating on you. You know, you just don't want that. Because let me tell you, there are so many men or women who you just wouldn't have to worry about that, which means that you'd have so much energy to free up being present in other areas of your life. So I'm going to keep that point so short and succinct. If you are forcing it, he slash she ain't the one. And you know what? I go far as far as to say that's true in most things in life. If you're forcing a job you know, trying to get a job and keep hounding them, like, have I got it? Have I got it? Have I got it? And it's just not happening. Probably not for you. Just just step back and allow it to evolve organically. And if it doesn't evolve organically, it's not for you. Such sanity saver. Okay, a surprising way to, uh, a surprising way you're accidentally repelling healthy love. Okay, this is what I did. And I know I've had a lot of clients who've done the same thing. Stop wearing your unhealthiness in love as a badge of honor. So what I would do is I would have all these ridiculous stories around my one night stands and all the disasters and, and the way, because I was, I was really, I was in pain, but the way that I would deal with that would be to own it and make it a funny story to my friends. And what that meant is I wasn't dealing with the pain that I was feeling, the rejection, the abandonment. I wasn't working through that stuff. I was just wearing it all, like all the drama as it was, you know, it was like my calling card, you know? And that repels healthy love because that's the active vibration you've got. Then guess what? That's what you're going to be attracting more of. And you can just decide, like, I'm not available for that. I'm not available for the drama and the bullshit. I am available to attracting people who, at the very least, are going to be respectful and kind and gracious and courteous. And even if they're not the person that I end up being with, that is my standard for myself. And if I go on a date with someone who is not able to be any of those things, I will politely leave. Like, you are allowed to do that. You don't have to entertain all the shit. Like, you just don't. Like, you get to curate your dating experience as you so choose. And the more you choose to get in alignment with, with what works for you, with what feels good, with what is healthy, with what you desire, the more you will attract people who are on that vibration. And like, forget the woo-woo. I know that sounds super woo-woo, but actually just think about it logically. 
like if you're a really kind, generous person and you go on a date with a dickhead, unless you've got real codependency people pleasing issues, which is a whole other thing, like you're just gonna be like, oh, that doesn't feel good. This is this is not an alignment. This doesn't work for me. And it goes with anything, you know? For me, I was so clear when I was um before I met Joe, I wanna be with someone who I have a really good time with, who's social, who I don't have to babysit on nights out with my friends. Um, that was really important to me. Someone who's got a lot of passion and zest for life. That was really important to me. I was so clear on what the type of dynamic, the type of person I wanted to attract. And voila, that is exactly what happened. So clarity is key. Stop focusing on what you don't want to attract and using it as a funny story to tell your friends. Cut the drama out completely. If you go on a date and it doesn't go well, instead of going, oh my God, it's a disaster. Let me tell you all the details. Just say, yeah, it wasn't a fit. And you will see how hard it is to do that. And you realize, yeah, I've definitely been dining out on those stories. But the more I dine out on them, the more I've kept myself in that vibration. So just, just start, I'm not available for it. So I'm not going to go into it. So finally, the secret to attracting high value men and relationships. This is kind of following on from my last point. But a step further, you have to start behaving in alignment with what you say you want. Okay, this is about identity. So it's so funny because there's part of me that almost wishes I could go out and date now, not because I don't want to be with Joe, but just because like, I mean, I was showing up so differently before I met Joe, hence why I, why that happened. But my God, when I think about how I used to show up, i.e. not telling the truth about who I was or what I liked or what I wanted in terms of I want a committed relationship, I would just kind of manipulate the truth. I would put on a performance, try to be the person I thought this person wanted me to be. And it's just such a waste of time. Like you have got to be, firstly, like I said in my last point, be really clear about what type of partner and dynamic you want to attract. And then you have to start acting in alignment with that. So you have to, I always say to my clients, like, okay, so write down everything you want and then go out and you become that person. If you want to be with someone who's confident, who's healthy, who's, uh, fun loving, who's successful, all of these qualities, you need to go out and you need to become those things yourself. Because why should you call it in? Like, why should it be up to the other person to be those things? You become those things and then you will be a match for it. It's really f- interesting because I uh, I was chatting to a friend the other day from university and we were there together and, you know, she met her now husband really young. And what was always interesting about her is she was always so clear about what she wanted and her standards were always so clear and she didn't have an issue communicating them to him and she got what she wanted. And so this whole thing about all men prefer bitches, I don't think that that's the case. I think it's that men like women who own who they are and what they desire. You don't need to do that in a bitchy way. Don't You don't just don't need, you don't need to be a prima donna and a dickhead about it. You just need to be in yourself, confident and own it. Just be like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I desire. Is that an alignment for you? Does that work for you? No? Okay. Well, I want, you know, what my friend Dr. Fleur says, I want you to have what you want and I want me to have what I want. And with some people, and it's not, you know, that's the same in work relationships, friendships. Sometimes it's just not going to be a match and that's okay. It's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You might need, you know, a little bit of time to lick your wounds and then you'll get over it and you'll be fine. And then you'll attracting the person that is right for you. You know, I really know that all of the relationships I had before Joe, or even just the guys I dated, 
that, you know, you could look on paper and say, well, that didn't work out, that didn't work out. I'm like, well, it did in the end because all of those people and those experiences led me to meet Joe and be ready for Joe. So it comes back to that thing I always bang on about, like know that where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. And you, the only difference is how long do you want to wait to get the things you want? Because it's always us who is the biggest barrier to getting what we want, you know? We have to realize that we have so much more choice and autonomy than we give ourselves credit for. So choose to start behaving in alignment with what you say you want in a romantic dynamic. Make your identity a match for that. Look at people who have the relationship that you want. And I'm not just talking about on Instagram. I'm talking about you spend time with these couples and you're like, yeah, they've got a good relationship for the most part. What do they do? How do they show up? Like what's healthy about it? How do they navigate arguments and conflict? You know, look at look at what is working and emulate that. Tony Robbins always says, you know, if you want to be successful, look at people who have what you want, do what they do and you'll get what they have. Eventually you will. And it's just true. That's for anything I have in my life that I once longed for. I literally followed that template and it takes, we've got to remember, good things take time. It takes as long as it's going to take. You cannot force it but you can always be moving in the direction of what it is you say you want. So my loves, nice short, sweet little episode there. Gosh, 12 minutes, 31 seconds. That is probably a record for me. I would love you to come and tell me over on Instagram which of these three tips resonated for you most and why. Now my new book, Love is Coming, whether you are single, taken or somewhere in between, it really is a must read. It will help you find and keep the incredible relationship you've always wanted, but have never really believed is possible for you. I promise, promise, promise you this book will prove to you that it absolutely is. So click the link in the show notes for this episode now to find out more and get instant access to the introduction of the book, plus some other goodies to see if it's for you. It's 100% free. Why bloody not? Plus... Tomorrow, as in Wednesday, the 23rd of June, we are opening a brand new Facebook group for the book, The Love is Coming Lounge. That's its name. And in the evening at 7.30pm, we are hosting a very special kickoff event called The Lube Up. Lots of fun, a little bit filthy. There'll be a reading or two from the book. There's going to be a 70s dance party because you may have seen that all the branding around the book and, and this podcast, very 70s, bloody love the 70s. Um, there will be some free love training from me, a Q&A. Bring your favorite alco or non-alcoholic drink and I will see you there. You will get sent the link to join the Facebook group by email so long as you have joined the waitlist for the book at loveiscomingbook.com. We will link to that page in the show notes. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate. <laughs>